Hello, hello, and welcome back. Um, this is like episode um part two of the two part series of music taste. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. I was listening back to it, um, just to see that you know if it flows and stuff like that. I don't really edit my episodes, just just for you guys to know, because I just want it to be. Super raw and unedited, you know, uncut version. Um, and I was listening to it, and I realized that I don't really, I didn't really answer the question that I said at the start, which is like, does music portray anyone's personality and stereotypes and stuff like that? I kind of did. So let's just say I did it and move on to something else. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So this time, this is the second part. Do we really need to do a little intro? I say let's do it. Okay. Let's play the. Intro music. Hey guys, hey, hey, can you help me? I have some comments from people saying that that is not a intro music, guys. It's it's a music, you know. It's spoken word. It's not poetry. So I don't know. I I think it's a good intro music, and I like it. Okay, I like that it's a collaborative. Um, situation with all my friends, and don't you just listen? Love listening to all the different accents all coming together. <gasps> Maybe my next episode could be on accents. I don't know. I have a few people asking um, if my accent is real or like you know you sound so different from when you were younger. I could discuss that in the next episode. I think you know. For now, thank you for listening and thank you for going through this journey with me on music taste. So yeah, let's do this. So um, this episode, we're gonna talk about um, different music tastes in a couple. We're gonna talk a little bit about K-pop, and we're gonna talk a little bit about musicians who have been cancelled. So let's go. I think I want to start with. Um, the the cancelled artists and the couples um situation first, because I feel like if you're not a big fan of K-pop, and you are not someone who want to discover it or listen about it because you're not open minded, then you can stop the episode early and leave. Um, but for those who want to listen throughout the whole thing, I will you know be talking about K-pop and many good questions on music taste regarding K-pop. So yeah, let's go. The first one is: Should we still listen to, you know, artists who have been cancelled? Ooh, that's a very good question because you know, a lot of artists have been cancelled before. Um, the most recent one I think is the Lana Del Rey or Doja Cat. I think they were trending on Twitter for things that they have said or you know things has been dug up. From the past, um, and yeah, uh, I personally feel that we can embrace the art and maybe not the artist, but also supporting the art does support the artist. Um, ah, uh, it's 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 a hard topic to discuss. I feel because sometimes these artists they make amazing music, or like you know you, we might know a controversial artist, um, or like a print artist, you know, um. That might be a little controversial. That have been cancelled for things they have said or they have done. Mm, I think it's more about accountability issue. If they have addressed it, 
and stuff like that. But I do really believe in that you can like the art and not the artist, because sometimes you know a, a stroke of um genius or whatever you might say that you know that that song is really resonates with you or that song it's really inspiring to listen to. I think you know Kanye West is a very good artist to um discuss on because you know he. Probably said many, many, many controversial things, and he has been cancelled so many times by his own community, by everyone else in the world, and stuff like that for things he has said. But also, you know, I do think his music is quite um great. Some of um peop some of the people might think that he's um quite a sellout because his you know things are more of sampling and stuff like that. But I'm not gonna dive into that. But I personally feel that you know we're able to like the art and not the artist. Um, I mean, the fact in life is that everyone is problematic. <laughs> Do you think you are not problematic? I'm pretty sure you have probably said things just not caught on camera or like on social media, and you know you can easily be cancelled for things you've done in your life or you have said as well. So if you are not the same person you are before and stuff like that, I think, you know, we may be able to move past that. But of course, this is such a shallow discussion on cancel culture, which I'm not gonna jump into right now. And I have so much to say to that. Maybe we can do an episode on that. Ooh. But yeah, so I think you know we could still listen to music that has been cancel. Um, but if you are very strict on your um. I wouldn't say morals, but strict on you know your ethics of fully not supporting and not not giving this person any um recognition anymore because um you don't um believe in that person's art and stuff like that, and that's perfectly fine. You can stop listening to the artist who you feel very uncomfortable by and don't stand by their judgment. Um and yeah, so. That's how I feel about cancelled artists. I mean, Doja Cat is pretty cool, though. You know, she's the I think first black Jewish female artist to be on the top of the Billboard's chart. If I'm not wrong, I could be wrong. Do not quote me on that. Google it. She was she, she was number one on something. That's all I know. And her song "Say So" is a great song. I've loved Doja Cat from her first few songs that she came out with. A festival song called "So High" and uh, um, "No Police." I think <sighs> great. "No Police" is such a great song to listen to. It's like she made the the <laughs> um the police siren sound like wee wee. It's great. It's it's such a good song. Um. So yeah, let's let's see what you guys think about that. But personally, I feel that you could support the art and not the artist. Um. I mean, Taylor Swift has also been cancelled many times, you know. Um, so, yeah, we shall let you answer the judgment. Uh, I don't think I really answered the question, but I think, in my opinion, <laughs> I think that it's fine. Eek! Is it gonna bite me in my ass? I don't know. Okay, let's move on to the next one, which is much more exciting to discuss. Um, what should I do if my ha- if I hate my partner's <laughs> music taste? Oof, I think that's a real issue, right? For couples out there, you know, tell me if it's a real issue. I have never been in a relationship, so I don't know. 
but I've been with many friends um, who have, you know, a variety of music taste. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, um, linking it back to my first episode, we talk about let's not judge people on their stereotype and music taste. You know, passing judgment is different from, um, I guess, not enjoying it. Like, you can fully hate one genre or like, you know, not maybe not hate is a strong word. You can choose not to indulge in it. You, you dislike that um, music genre. I think it's perfectly fine. You just have to not judge it. So, so when you have that, you know, um, um, philosophy, how do you go about doing it in your couple, you know, situation? That is such a good question. Um, I feel like if I'm in a relationship, which I don't know when it will be, never been in one too, um, I would really um, talk about it. Because I think music is very important to me in my life. It's not one of the biggest red flag for me, I feel, in a, in a, in a relationship. I think everyone should be open about um, uh, discovering music taste. Uh, if you are really, you know, you tried your best and you just can't get into it, I think it's okay. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, um, the thing that put a wedge between your marriage, right? Um, you can probably discuss it. You know, I mean, relationship is all about compromise, right? Compromise is a big word in, um, in relationships. That's what a marriage counselor would say to you. So you guys could compromise on that. Maybe all you guys need to do is just not play each other's music out loud in the house. I mean, who does that all the time anyway? I think different households do it differently. I like to play music out loud a lot. And if my partner hates my music taste, it might be causing a lot of issues. Because <laughs> I'll be like, I want to play my music. Why don't you like it? Maybe I'll get a Bluetooth... Um, you know, instead of, instead of instead of a Bluetooth speaker, get a Bluetooth headphone and just listen to it. It's a win-win thing. You get to listen to your music. Also, you get to block your partner's nagging, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what you should do. If you guys hate each other's music taste, I don't think it's that big of an issue that it should break you guys up. You know, there is definitely a form of compromise. But then... What do you play at your wedding then? Is it going to be a silent wedding? Because you guys don't approve of each other's music taste. <laughs> to, the question, to the person who asked me this question, please invite me to your wedding and tell me what kind of music you're going to play. Okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are music that, that, that both of you will like. You know, music that... You will probably will have one music that bring you guys together. You know, like, when you're having sexy time, I'm pretty sure you're playing music in the background, unless you guys have it silently. I'm, I'm sure some people do that. But, you know, so I'm pretty sure there are um, music that you you guys will love, you know? the cup, It's like a couple's one song that you guys are okay with. It could be a super popular song that everyone loves, like Bohemian Rhapsody, just for an example, or TikTok by Kesha. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there you go. I think that's what you should do. Okay, two things for you. I'll, I'll, summar- I'll summarize what I just said. One, get a Bluetooth headphone. That could solve the issue. And two, find one song or one album or at least one artist that you guys are okay with. 
and live your loving, beautiful relationship to the death of time. Yeah, there you go. Look at me solving relationship problems. Send me more, you guys. <laughs> so with that, I think it is time to move to the next topic of Korean pop, K-pop. Okay, and before I jump into it, I want to talk about one um topic in general when it comes to. English music versus non-English music. I think that's there is a little bit of um, um, discrepancy with that because, like, we're so willing to jump onto um, Western music, or even with um, you know popular music, which includes a lot of Latin music, which I love. I love that you know there's so much representation for that, and then it's on the Billboard's chart. But music can be very political sometimes as well, and. The way we consume it can be political, political as well. So you know, um, getting angry at a black artist for being number one on the charts—it's not the right way to do it. You know, I remember the one time, um, I think yeah, it was in Melbourne, and I think Kendrick Lamar's um, song was number one, and God, I was like, ah, not a backlash, but just people like, why isn't number one? Blah blah bloop bloop, and I was like, oh my God. Let's just celebrate a black artist being number one, you know, in a, in the country. Like that's so amazing. Anyway, um, um, back to the topic of um, so, like you know, um, uh, pop Western popular music versus um, not we- not Western music. Sometimes we can jump on a song very easily, even though you don't understand it. I think um, Despacito is a very very good example. Great song, I love it. Overplayed. But right now, it's not overplayed, and if someone plays it, I'll be so into it. But people jump on it so easily um, when Justin Bieber was part of it, and even though the bulk of the song is in Latin and people don't understand it, you know, we're still very easily swayed into it, which I think is great. But I think sometimes when we're trying to push um, other artists, maybe like you know, Mendo Pop and K-pop, people can be very. Um, What's the thing? There's a lot of like hesitation when it comes to that, and I think you know just because you don't understand the music or like the lyrics shouldn't stop you from enjoying the art. Like you know you're able to enjoy different forms of art, like sculptural painting and stuff like that. You may not fully understand the rationale behind it, but you also be able to enjoy it, face value at least. You know, so I think music is it's that way as well. So let's all just you know enjoy music even though we don't understand the language. I think um, that's a very good quote. Recently, by the director of *Parasite*, the Korean movie, um, um, Bong Joon-ho, um, he said that if people could get past the one-inch subtitle, people would be exposed to so many more movies and stuff like that. Um, hundred percent. So yeah, let's all just look past. I mean, you can Google the translation. It may not translate hundred percent, but you get the vibe of it. You get the feel of it. You get the Beats of it, yeah. I think that's enough to enjoy a form of art. So let's all do that, okay? And with that, let's dive into the sea of K-pop. If you are not interested in listening about questions on K-pop, you can end the episode now. There you go, very early. Or if you have listened to what I just said and is open-minded 
to discovering about K-pop or like you know want to talk about K-pop and there's any questions about K-pop, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, personally, I do love K-pop. I indulge in it quite a bit. I have a few favorite artists <laughs> when it comes to K-pop, and I think K-pop is great. There is a lot of controversy surrounding it. If you are new to K-pop, you will be um, thrown into a world of very intense fans. I would say that's a fact. At least um, they have very strong fan base and very protective of their artists. If you were to sprout any nonsense, um, there's a lot of such thing as fan wars and a lot of haters when you hate like a certain group and stuff like that. So it can be very intense when with the fans when it comes to K-pop, and you know. K-pop is in Korean most of the time, so maybe a language that you don't understand. I think in Asia, K-pop is quite popular. It's getting very popular in the Western world as well with BTS and stuff like that. Um, but in general, K-pop is in Korean, and a lot of not everyone in Asia understands Korean, but we're able to love K-pop to a certain extent. And you know, like if you notice, a lot of Western artists are collaborating with K-pop. Because maybe they see the power of K-pop um, taking over the world. I mean, BTS was invited to Jimmy Kimmel, I think Jimmy Fallon even, and stuff like that. They're performing all over the world. Um, even uh, Coachella, I think Blackpink performing Coachella. Dua Lipa performed with Blackpink. Now even Lady Gaga got a new song with Blackpink. It's called Sour Candy. I'm Sour Candy. Uh, not a not a great song, I would say. <laughs> you know, don't hate on me. Little monsters, but the song could have done so much better. Yeah, so K-pop has been uh, slowly taking over the world, and I'm very excited. So let's answer some questions on K-pop. Hmm. So here's a question. I actually only like medium popular K-pop bands. How do I shut them haters? Oh my god, such a real question. That's like a number one thing you face when you. <laughs> When you um, get into K-pop, so those people who are not into K-pop, all you just have to do is like go onto like any very famous um, K-pop uh, music videos and stuff like that. First of all, you notice the views are insane, and also the music videos are usually quite insane as well, like insanely crazy and amazing. I would say, you know, like I mean, you've seen. Sai Gangnam style, you know that that was all over the world. Or nobody by Wonder Girls. That was also all over the world because of the dance, and the very catchy music. But if you go down to the comments, you probably see a lot of crazy, you know, uh, comments by fans, fans fighting against each other, fans or like fans fighting with, um, the other fandoms. Um, so haters are quite a thing in the K-pop world. Sad to say, that's the reality. And if you are someone who's just like you know into someone who's not super popular, you might be like, "What?" You might get haters saying, "Why would you are into someone who's not super famous and stuff like that?" But you know, I say, you stay strong and love your artist. There's nothing wrong with that. Ignore the haters. Ignore what they're saying because, you know. Your artist is still gonna do well with your support. You know, I think in K-pop, support really matters. You have they have to get a certain number of fans or a certain number of support for them to last a long time before they're disbanded and stuff like that. So yeah, keep supporting your artist, 
And there are many amazing um, fandoms in K-pop. I support this group called Mamamoo. Um, they are four like amazing vocalists. First of all, they can sing so bloody well. If you if you have not gave K-pop a chance, you have to give K-pop a chance because some of the singers are insane. If you just think that K-pop is all about repetitive music, you know, great production and auto tune and you know and stuff like that, you are so wrong on so many levels because there are so many amazing artists in um the K-pop world that can sing the house down you will be so shocked to realize you know you should not even be shocked because talent exists everywhere so yeah give k-pop a chance see all the amazing artists and so yeah back to the question um i support mama moo um they're getting very very famous um they even perform with dua lipa oh wait yeah dua lipa didn't perform with blackpink dua lipa perform with um wasa from Mamamoo. God, oh my god, please do not cancel me if you heard what I said before. I'm not gonna re-edit this. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are, you know, um, fandoms were great. I think Mamamoo's fandom is really amazing because, like, when you see the comments under certain videos by them, you can see the fans saying, like, you know, let's not start fan wars. Let's try to, you know, embrace every artist um, and every band on their own and let's not fight against each other because we want more people to like our artists. That's a very um, running trend in the K-pop fandom, I feel. The fandom is very supportive of the artists. They may be protective, but they're also very open to accepting more people loving them because they think the artist is so great and everyone should know it. So it's kind of opposite from the idea of like, you know, the quotation mark alternative, you know, or indie um, supporters who, you know, are very protective of the underground music and they don't want people to know more about it. I think in the in the K-pop fandom, they are so <laughs> open and more forceful in terms of you, you know, discovering the others and why you should support the others. So it's it's the extreme end of the the other spectrum on the you know on the spectrum yeah like the other side of the spectrum, and yeah so I think people could learn that from from that fandom in K-pop, it's that we want our artists to do well and we think of them so great and we want them to do so well, so we're super pushy in letting our artists do well. So because we know that the more they I think in, in K-pop, you know, if the, if the band or the artist is not doing well, they can be easily disbanded and cancelled. So if there's not enough support, they will cease to exist. So I think with a lot of fans in K-pop, they know that they have to support their fans for them to do well. And, you know, the artists are always very thankful for their fans and stuff like that. I, I really like that. There's this form of um, mutual collaboration like mutual understanding of respect with the artists and the fans and i love that that's very important it may be a little intense but but deep down the the theory the, of it is so important because we want our artists to do well and we want them to, to keep on producing art for us yeah so let's take that lesson from the k-pop world okay and spread our Artists, share artists, share our favorite music on Instagram, you know? And I enjoyed that when people um, share their music on Instagram. I, I get to discover what you like. I may not quickly judge your stereotype or anything like that. I don't really 
um, believe in that. But I, I do like enjoy enjoying and understanding the music that you love. You know, so we should all share our music. Go out there and share the music. I think you know that's one thing that's very fun to do with your friends is that you know we can always share like to- our top five favorite music. Make a little playlist and send it to your friend, and you know, and you might understand your friend better. Like you, you might know what kind of music or lyrics or beats that resonate with that person, and it brings you guys together. You know, so. Go around, share your music. That I think there's like a 30-day musical challenge somewhere on Instagram story. And yeah, keep doing that. Keep sharing music. I love seeing your music shared on Instagram and stuff like that. And if you love to know what I love, you can always follow me on Instagram as well. I think I was doing the 30-day challenge, but I got really bored of it. And I stopped on the seventh day, I think. <laughs> But I'll, I always share music on um, my Instagram. And if you love following my journey, I thank you for that. And with that, this episode comes to an end. This two-part series has come to an end. I hope you guys enjoyed this little discussion that I had with music. And yeah, drop me a feedback. Drop me a DM. I'm trying to move towards... Um, expanding the topic or even just discussing one problem that you guys might have and have the whole episode um geared towards that so we'll see where it goes with the podcast i'm so thankful for all your support you guys and i hope this two episode was really fun to listen to and yeah with the um quarantine all ending um do stay safe um do stay vigilant and practice social distancing and practice social responsibility This is a little PSA for everyone. (laughs) And yeah, thank you for listening. So goodbye.